Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to episode number 13 of the Secrets of Supermom show. We have officially completed part two of the book, and we are starting on the final part of the book, which is part three, The Secret Skills, and it's the secret skills that supermoms use to succeed. So this week, we are diving into our first skill based on chapter 12, which is supermoms know the most important thing, the secret of setting priorities. Uh, So Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said, things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things which matter least. He means that setting priorities is incredibly important to becoming the best we can. As moms, we often have a to-do list of a thousand things, right? We have tasks for our home and our family. We have tasks for work. We have tasks for our kids, maybe our partner. Maybe we're even keeping our task list for our partner. And there's always going to be this overflow of work expectations, of parenting expectations, of expectations for your relationship, whatever that looks like, for your your social expectations, expectations with your friends, um, and expectations from really anything that you're involved in. Everyone is going to want all of your time. And everyone is going to have an opinion on how you choose to spend your time. So it's incredibly important that you know how to prioritize your time in the right way to get the most out of it and to be the happiest. So just because something is on a list, just because your list is a thousand things long, doesn't make it all important. When it is time to choose, super moms know that they can set priorities so the most important things get done. And then the true priorities get the focus and we're not constantly focusing on things that really don't matter. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about, so if you have read the book Essentialism, so Essentialism is by Greg McEwen. If you've read that, you might have read a part in the book that said that the word priority came about in the 1400s. And what it meant was the very first thing. Not priorities, priority, just one. And in the 1900s, businesses pluralized it. And now we walk around with everything, feeling like it's the most important, right? Everything's the very first thing. So we need to remember that if everything is important, if everything is a priority, then nothing is important and nothing is a priority. And this is true not just for us personally, but it's true for our teams and it's true for our families. It's true for our tasks at home. So how do you know what's the most important? How can you decide what is really the most important? So in the book, Secrets of Supermom, we talk about several strategies for setting priorities. And really, we talk about some different strategies because it's based on the goal that you're trying to reach. So what are you trying to do? What are you trying to prioritize? And that will help you decide which strategy to use. So today, we are going to talk about setting priorities when you are making plans for your future, setting priorities when you have to make a choice about something setting priorities when you have too many things to do, setting priorities when there are just too many options, and setting priorities when things are now just feeling out of control. Okay, so let's start with when you're making plans for your future. So 
this one is what people think about, right? When you have, when you're setting priorities, they think about those big goals, those big dreams. Where do you want to be in the next year, in the next five years, in the next 10 years? So in next week's episode, we're actually going to talk about how to map out those long-term goals and kind of how to work backwards um, to manage your time to hit them. But right now, we're just talking about how do I decide what is actually a priority for me? So if you are going to make your dreams a priority, if you are going to really decide how you're going to get to the goal, you have to make sure that that goal is always at the top of your list. The things that help you reach the goal have to be the top priority. So I want to tell you a little story about um, a philosophy professor, and you might have heard this before, but there's a philosophy professor, and he is in a class, and he fills a jar, and he puts a bunch of rocks in it, and he says to this, his class, is the jar full? And the class tells him, well, yeah, it's full. There's, there, no more rocks are going to fit in there. But then he pulls out a box of pebbles, and he puts pebbles in the jar around the rocks. And then he says, all right, now is it full? And they say, yeah, yeah, now it's full. Then he pulls out some sand and he adds more. And finally, he pulls out water and he adds more into the jar. So I want you to picture that the rocks are your big goals. The water are your minutiae, your extra things, your, your maybe nice to haves, but really unnecessaries, right? If you fill the jar with water, if all you put in there, all the unnecessary things, all the minutiae, all the silly things, you have no space for rocks. There is going to be no space without overflowing your jar. So you can't let the water of your life displace the rocks. You have to focus on the rocks. So you have to make sure that those plans for your future, those big goals, those big dreams are always a piece of the most important part of the puzzle. All right, let's talk about another strategy. This is a strategy for when you're making a choice. And this is a strategy that is as old as the day is long. We have used this probably, you've probably used this since you were a child. And this is a simple pros cons list. So in the book, I tell a story about missing my oldest daughter's opening night of her show. And I missed it for a business meeting. I was traveling and I went to a business meeting instead of being there for her opening night. And I told that to one of my coworkers when I was there. And he said, wow, you're a really bad mom. Um, now, he was kidding, I hope. <laughs> Probably kidding. Uh, but that's still, uh, no one likes to hear, wow, you're a really bad mom. No one wants to hear that. Um, especially when you feel like, man, I feel like I made the right decision, right? So I, I thought about it. And I, I thought, would he be a bad dad if he missed the meeting? Uh, and and went to his kiddos opening show. And and was I really a bad mom? You know, what was there a part of that that was true? So when you have to make a hard choice, it, you have to have a strategy to to do that. Right. Um, so this plain old pros and cons list, I I took a look at each option. And the reason I use pros and cons is that I want to be able to see the benefits and the sacrifices for each item. So I actually looked at what are the benefits of me staying for the show? What are the sacrifices? And then again, what are the benefits of me going to the meeting? What are the sacrifices? And you could do this for anything. Let's say it's a job change. Let's say it's a, a vacation you want to take. It really could be anything. What are the benefits and what are the sacrifices? 
And when I broke it down like that, I found out that the cons really could be easily remedied. You know, she would be bummed out, but we had a bunch of things that we could do instead. And the pros being there for the meeting and my team were really, really important. So I like this strategy because sometimes you find out, you feel like it's a hard choice, but when you put this all on paper, you find out that the choice is actually a no-brainer. You might find out that the sacrifices you have to make are really not that big of a deal. Um, You also might find out that despite maybe there's an amazing list of pros, maybe there are all these things that are so great for this decision you're going to make, but the cons, maybe there's something in there that's makes you sacrifice a non-negotiable for you. Maybe there's something on that list that is an absolute no for you. And so even with an amazing list of pros, it's an easy no. And so I really like being able to break it down that way because you can decide either way. Okay, let's talk about number three, which is setting priorities when you have too many things to do. When you have too many things to do, you are let's say your to-do list is a thousand miles long, just like we talked about before. When you really have more to do than either your time will allow or than your sanity will allow, you can use this strategy. And the strategy is a decision matrix. Uh, It's often called the Eisenhower decision matrix. And this strategy has a way of helping you decide what things are important, urgent, versus not important or not urgent. So you're actually going to create a table. So you're going to create a chart or a table on on a piece of paper. You're going to draw a big plus sign. Uh, So you're going to divide the um, paper in half, and then you're going to divide it in half um, uh, going across. And so if you don't, if that doesn't make sense to you, this is available in the Secrets of Supermom workbook. You can go to the show notes and you can grab that for free. But if you you do it on your own, you make a big plus sign on the paper. On the top, you're going to divide the top sections into important and not important. And then down the left side, you're going to split it into urgent and not urgent. So now you have four quadrants, you have four buckets, and you've got urgent and important, urgent and not important, not urgent and important, and not urgent and not important, right? Okay, so let's go through each of those and how you how you decide what goes into each bucket. So you've got your whole list of to-dos, and now you've got to decide where do these things go. Urgent and important. Those are things that need your immediate attention. They are things that maybe only you can do uh, or that they have to be done so immediately that there's no time to delegate them. Things like a fire (laughs) would be urgent and important. If you have your stove and you're making dinner and suddenly your delicious stir fry goes up into flames, that is an urgent and important thing to deal with. No one can delegate that out. Uh, An angry client standing at your front desk right this very moment, that would be another thing that's urgent and important. The goal is to keep this quadrant very small. We want to keep it small and we want to keep it managed. We do not want to constantly be dealing with urgent and important tasks. This will throw off our day and throw off our life. We cannot prevent sick children, fires, angry clients, but if we are constantly spending time there, we will not have time to do the things that are really, truly important in our lives. Okay, ideally you're going to get to the point where most of your time is spent on the next bucket, which is the important but not urgent. So that means you're managing your time, you're working on tasks that actually move the needle, important, right? And you're allowing yourself time to plan and strategize because they're not urgent, but they're important. So these are things that bring you fulfillment, that lead you to a long-term goal. Uh, so those the, these are things that are the rocks that we talked about earlier. Important and not urgent tasks. Um, An example for you is date night. 
So date night, it's not urgent, right? Not It's not critical that I go on date night, but it increases the quality of my relationship and it will increase my fulfillment long-term. Planning for your next quarter goals. That's another thing that uh, it can lead you to workplace fulfillment, business fulfillment. So it's important, but it's not urgent. All right, next we have our urgent, but not important. So we're now we're in that third bucket. Urgent, but not important. These are things that absolutely have to be done, but they do not need to be done by you. So things like paying, paying bills at your house, you could delegate that. You could set up an auto pay. It's, it's urgent. You've got to definitely got to do it, but it's not important. It's not something that is meant just for you. So things like scheduling travel for your business trip, you could, you could do that, surely, but it will take you time. And you could also have a travel agent do it and an assistant do it or a company do that for you. Um, one way uh, to manage these things is like we talked about is to delegate them. So you could delegate to a team member, a family member, an assistant. Um, you could also just really try to minimize them. Try to automate things. And so by that, I mean getting things in automation so that you don't have to constantly go back to them all the time. So things like getting setting up an auto pay um, for your for your bills, either at home or at work. Um, minimizing interruptions or the, uh, the the chance for someone to interrupt you. That's another thing that often becomes urgent because that person is you know standing in front of you, but it may not be important for you and for your long-term goals. All right. The next and final grouping is that bucket that's the not urgent and not important. These tasks are terrible time wasters. And we're going to talk more about those next week. I love I love terrible time wasters because I think we all uh, fall prey to them, uh, but they are not urgent and not important. Uh, things like checking social media for the fifth time that morning, things like organizing for the sake of organizing, not actually making your life any easier or better, uh, things like procrastinating, things like watching TV all fall into this bucket. Your goal is is to eliminate these as much as possible. Now, if you need some of these things, for example, let's say I just really need 30 minutes of TV to decompress at night, right? I'm going to schedule that and I'm going to do it intentionally. I'm not just going to allow it to turn into three hours of mindlessness that now I'm stressed out because I didn't get my big tasks, my real tasks, my urgent, I mean, my important, not urgent tasks done. Okay, let's talk about another option. We could set priorities when there are too many options. So let's say we've got to make a decision and you could use a pros and cons list, but sometimes there's so many options that that becomes overwhelming. You kind of need to narrow things down in order to make the right decision. What do I want in my future? What do I want in my life? Or things like that are very specific. So examples are a um, decision for a child's school, right? Like maybe you're deciding what preschool your kiddo is going to go to or what um, high school your kiddo is going to go to. Maybe you're buying a new refrigerator. Uh, and you've got to decide, and you know, there's 14 refrigerators just in the first row, and you've got to decide which refrigerator you want. Maybe you're deciding where you're going to have your fall retreat for your company. All of these things, there are often many, many, many options. Um, so Jeremy and I used this when we were building a pool. Last year, we built a pool, and we renovated our backyard, and we used this strategy. And we called it the ranking method. You can call it whatever you want. But we chose the three most important components of our decision, and then we ranked them. So you can include four or five, but I, I wouldn't include more than five. I think that five is probably the max. But we decided for us, for our pool, we decided the three most important things were the company that we were working with and our desire to work with them, right? The desire to work with those people, that project manager, 
the design of our backyard, what it actually looked like and and what they had produced for us as a design, and the budget. We of course, the pricing was was a factor. So we ranked each company based on these things. So we took the design and we ranked one through six. We had six companies we were looking at. We took the budget and we ranked it one to six. And we took the desire to work with that company and ranked it one to six. And then we took those point values, combined them. And guess what? Four companies fell off almost immediately. We could then take the two top companies and do the pros and cons list, decide a little bit better. In our case, we just chose the one with the most points. Um, But this was much easier. This was more efficient. It allowed us to both put our uh, input in at the same time. And it was just a lot better way to set that priority than it was for us to just talk through each company and go through all the pros and cons of each. All right, last way of setting priorities. This is when things feel out of control. So we've talked about taking your big, huge list with a million things on it and putting it into the quadrants, the important and urgent quadrants. Sometimes that is, that's enough, right? That will help you. You've got too many things to do and that will help you. But sometimes it just feels like you are completely overwhelmed and that even that, even that is too much. So this method I love because this is easy and it's really fast and it's a fast way to say, where does everything fall on my list and then get started. So this was called, this one is called the ABCDE method. It's coined by Brian Tracy. And first, you're just going to brain dump. You're going to put out all the tasks you have to do. So before you even start to try to set the priorities, you're just going to dump it all out. All the goals you have, all the tasks you need to do, everything that's in that brain of yours, all your million things, you're putting them on paper. Then you're going to start at the top. You're going to go through your list and you're going to rank your items. You are going to give it an A if it's super important, totally important to you, critical on your list, very, very, very uh, much something that you you want to do and that you feel that is in your heart of hearts, in your soul of souls. B, less important, still high up, but less important. C is a nice to have. D, something that could be delegated or really skipped. And E is just those unimportant things that could be just eliminated altogether if you had to, right? So you've got A, B, C, D, and E. Now you've got everything on your list ranked. Once your rankings are complete, you're going to group all your A's together, all your B's together, all your C's together, D's and E's. Then you're going to take that list. So say you've got 20 A's now, right? You've got all these things that are now, all right, these are the top of the top. You're going to take those A's and you're going to rank them one, two, three, four, however many you've got. Maybe you only have three. Awesome. Take your take that list and divide those up and say one, two, three. Now you know exactly where to start. A1, most important, that's the first thing you're going to do. A2, second most important, second thing you're going to do. And then you just work through your list, right? And then when you get to D's and E's, those are the things you're going to either delegate out or you're going to um, decide, you know what, this is not a critical item for me and I'm just going to let it go altogether. Brilliant, right? Easy and gets you started, puts you on track, and helps you really set those priorities when everything just feels like it's too much. All right. I hope that those things helped you. I I know that was a lot of options today, but I really think that if you use one of these strategies, you will feel a lot better about setting priorities in your life, and you'll feel a lot better about your overwhelming to-do list. It really will put your overwhelm in check. So 
our one small step. You know that every single week we give you one small step, the very first step, so you can get started right now today, immediately after you listen to this. And that is the brain dump. So the big challenge for setting priorities is often that that list is too long, that there is so much overwhelm. There are so many, quote, need to do's that are all floating around in your head that you just can't even get started. So our small step is brain dump all of that out. Get it all out on paper. If it's a work task, get it out. Home task, get it out. Family task, get it out. All the things, put it all on paper. And that's your first step. And then once it's all out there, then you can decide, all right, I'm going to do the decision matrix or, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to use the ABCDE method. Whatever you decide to do, you can then do that once you've got all that out on paper. All right, friend, before we say goodbye today, I want to mention something that I am super excited about. If you are on my email list, you might have seen this. And we are at Secrets of Supermom working on something totally new. Super exciting. We are creating a new program. It is going to be an amazing community for moms. And it's really here for those moms that want it all. You want the family, you want the job, and this is going to help you get there. So you won't just have the book to work through and the workbook, you know, to apply all the strategies that we talk about on your own, but an actual community, accountability, fun, and it will help you become the version of Supermom that you want to be. So if you missed it, send me an email. I am at Lori at SecretsOfSupermom.com and you can send me an email and I will send you all the details. It is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. I can just feel that this is the start of something big. So I will see you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Big hug, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to SecretsOfSupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized Supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.